Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg with your host, psychologist and author, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Living Well with Dr. Peg explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics brought to you by SSI Guardian. Living Well with Dr. Peg shares effective and practical psychological strategies based on biblical principles for living well and staying safe. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat. Visit drpegradio.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell Clark. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining me today for today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg. We're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, who set the new standard in advanced safety education training and solutions. Learn more at SSI Guardian at ssiguardian.com. Do you know of anybody who's tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Cross Purpose is a nonprofit dedicated to getting Denver residents into successful careers, making $15 an hour or more, and with advancement opportunities in their chosen field. My guest today is Jeff Hall, the recruitment director of Cross Purpose in Denver, Colorado. And you'll meet Jeff in just a moment and find out about Cross Purpose and their free one year career development program that pays participants a living stipend while in training, covers all their education and training costs and provides one-on-one support through it all. Make sure you stay tuned if this would be helpful to you or someone you know. But first, Living Well with Dr. Pegg is coming to you from Denver, Colorado on 94.7 FM The Word and streaming online at drpegradio.com. And if you missed last week's episode or any episode of Living Well with Dr. Pegg, go to drpegradio.com for the program archives. You can also go to drpegradio.com to connect with our sponsor and to learn more about my various events, retreats and books. And speaking of books, I'm offering my nonfiction writing and self-publishing one day intensive workshop on September 9th, 2017 in Denver. If you had an interesting childhood or you possess a special skill or ability and you want to share your experiences to inspire and educate others, register now for write that nonfiction book and self-publish it already. One day intensive workshop. And if you're not sure how to get started, or you've been working on the same book for years, or you want to learn how to self-publish your own book, this workshop's for you. Again, it's in Denver on Saturday, September 9th, and space is limited. So go to drpegradio.com slash write and register today. Well, I've got a really helpful topic today. If you know someone who's living paycheck to paycheck, uh, did you know that almost half of all Americans do live paycheck to paycheck and that 45 million Americans live in economic poverty? And one church here in Denver has boldly set out to abolish poverty through the power of redemptive relationships and a very unique program called Cross Purpose. And my guest today is Jeff Hall, and he's the recruitment director for Cross Purpose. And today we're going to learn about their unique career development program. Jeff Hall, thanks for being here with me in the studio today. Welcome to the program. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's great. We met uh, maybe about a year ago. I received an email where you were looking for participants for your program, and it's that time of year again where you're recruiting. It is. And so it's just a pleasure to have you on the program, and uh, hopefully we'll get some listeners who are interested in the program and who qualify, and we'll talk about what those requirements are, or maybe they know someone, someone who's listening right now. Yeah. Uh, they'll think of someone they know, a friend or family member or a neighbor, and they'll make that uh, referral to them. And so we're we're just praying in advance that the people who need to hear this information will receive it. Absolutely. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, you know, the Bible says that, uh, and Jesus said, the poor you will have always with you. And despite that, 
no one would agree that poverty is a is a good thing, right? And and in fact, your church uh, wants to abolish poverty. Can you talk about uh, some of the ideas that we have about American poverty and what your church is really hoping to do about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I want, want listeners to think about when they hear the word poverty, what kind of image comes to their mind? So mm-hmm. many people, when they hear the word poverty, they think about maybe a, a shanty house with you know, windows fallen, fallen out and somebody on the street corner holding up mm-hmm. a cardboard sign asking for money. Most of the time when people think of poverty, they think about a homeless person. Mm-hmm. And for us, there's, there's a lot more than just the homeless who are experiencing poverty. Like you said before, 45 million Americans are experiencing poverty. Yeah. In Denver, in the Denver metro area, we have 350,000 people living in poverty but only 10,000 of those people are actually people experiencing homelessness. Mm, wow. So that's a little bit less than 3% of mm. all people living in poverty are actually homeless. Mm-hmm. So when you think about those 3%, though, the, the 3% of people in poverty are homeless, but they're getting about 90% of the resources. Wow. So 90% of the funding that's going towards people in poverty are going towards this 3% of people in homeless that are, that are experiencing homelessness. So a homeless person can get three meals a day in multiple locations across the city. There's there's 27 nonprofits that work specifically with homeless in mm-hmm. Denver. And if you add up all the funds that are supporting the people experiencing homelessness, it's about $60,000 per person per year. And it's just a ton of money going towards it. And it's it's needed. There's there People need to have that relief. They need to sure. be able to get help when they're in that um, dire situation. But we want to talk about the the other 97% of people that are in poverty that aren't the homeless that, right. and, and be able to shed some light on their experiences. Yeah, it's almost like a hidden class of people. Absolutely. They may even have jobs. We, we hear the expression, the working poor, right? So they may even have a minimum wage job. They may have a, a higher wage job, but for perhaps any number of reasons, still are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, and really, people might not realize the condition that they're in and the struggles they have because they're not homeless. Absolutely. Yeah. So for for us, for poverty guidelines, just to, to put some numbers to it, for a family of four, they're considered living in poverty if they're making less than $24,000 a year. Mm. And for a single person, if they're making less than $12,000 a year. Wow. Well, and we know in Denver, the housing costs are rising very rapidly. And so that that maybe that line needs to be a little higher just to have adequate housing. Absolutely. The housing housing crisis really is is uh, rampant in Denver. And and so our way about going about that crisis isn't building more houses and the, the, more affordable housing, which I think is needed and people are doing that. But we're trying to, as the, the tides are rising to live in, in our neighborhoods, we want to make sure our neighbors are rising with the tide. Amen. Yeah, that's great. Well, I, I reminded us that Jesus said, the poor you will mm. always have with you. Uh, so how really should the contemporary American church feel about poverty? And what can we be doing about poverty, poverty in our neighborhoods? So, yeah, when I, when I think about that, I, I think about Acts chapter 4, and this is talking about Barnabas and how he was selling his land and giving money to the poor people mm. so that there would be no poor among us. And so during that, that time, the church was able to sustain that community, and we want to recapture that ancient idea of the church 
being able to be the answer to the call of its neighbors. Mm-hmm. Amen. And in in so many areas of life, not absolutely, just, absolutely, um, not just their ability to feed their families and have a roof over their head, but to be there in in every way. Uh, the Bible commands us to rejoice when <laughs> when our neighbors rejoice and mourn when yes, they mourn and absolutely. come alongside them. Amen. Uh, so share the story of how you got started, Cross Purpose, and what you're doing in, in particular in Northeast Denver. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll give a little background. The um, we, we sort of think about this poverty issue as you think about Lyndon Johnson in about 50 years ago with the war on poverty. Mm. And basically that was when we started establishing government benefits like food stamps and Medicare and Medicaid type programs. And and initially, it looked like people were getting out of poverty because they weren't living below the poverty guidelines anymore. But it was because of, for the most part, government assistance. Mm-hmm. It wasn't their their own ability to be able to to thrive and provide for themselves and for their family. And ultimately, over time, the, the needle hasn't really moved on people experiencing poverty. The system is broken. When we started as as a church, we started as a small group of people that just wanted to, to figure out a tangible way to love their neighbors. So we all moved into uh, the Northeast Denver neighborhoods and just said, hey, we're committed to this area for a long time, and we're going to do whatever it takes to really love our neighbors and to live out the church throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we made a lot of mistakes along the way. We started with just trying to figure out these quick fixes, and you know, we were handing out hygiene kits and doing doing food assistance and we ended up working with about 5,000 people over the, the first few years of, of getting set up. And we just realized we weren't changing the game for anybody. So we were we would do a Thanksgiving like turkey giveaway. And, and then, you know, we felt really good about ourselves. We were able to give away 100 turkeys, a bunch of families. And then the next year, the same families are coming back. Yeah. And we just realized we're helping people be in poverty. Mm. We want to help people escape poverty. Mm-hmm. So that's how we ended up getting started with with going down this journey of what does it look like to actually love our neighbors and meet them where they're at and help them with, with a tangible need in their lives. And through a lot of um, basically trial and error, we, feel, we realized hey, a career development program that that we are just the scaffolding around our, the leaders in our neighborhood to help them get out of poverty, and we can just be the support system for them is, is what we need. We don't need more assistance. We don't need more food banks. We need more solutions to getting people out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And so you're really empowering people. Um, and it, again, it's important to meet the needs of those around us, uh, orphans and widows, and, you know, is, is true religion. Uh, and so we want to make sure we don't um, neglect doing that, uh, but also empowering our neighbors to be able to um, provide for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I read on your website a really uh, great uh, quote um, from Tim Keller, and you'll have to tell me who, who that is. It, uh, and the quote is, don't create a great church, create a great city. So talk about how that how that quote inspires the work that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So the idea of creating a great city and not just focusing on a great church was sort of our mission as as a we originally started just as a church and then branched off to to be a nonprofit as well but our church didn't want to just see how big we can get our sunday service and how many people we can get to it we wanted to seek a great city a great community a thriving community and 
so that our focus is external. I mean, most of our resources mm-hmm. of our church go to external. I mean, we, we meet in a elementary school mm-hmm. and don't have air conditioning and all that stuff because we're, we're spending a lot of our funds to really try to meet the need of our neighbors. So that was the whole idea is, is trying to figure out if we can get a great thriving city, the church will come. We mm-hmm. are the church. We're, we're living out the church throughout our lives, mm-hmm. um, but really we want to focus on a great city. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's something that I struggle with when I see the you know modern American church and um, quote unquote mega churches, mm-hmm. you know, these huge buildings and, um, you know, staff and the, yes, they may be doing some great things in the community, but a good portion of the budget is going to maintain Absolutely. the building and the electricity and all of that. And so I struggle with that sometimes of, um, uh, how much more could we be doing uh, externally outside of the church? And sometimes churches become like country clubs mm-hmm. and just feed, you know, quote unquote, feed its members. So we sit there in the pews getting fatter and fatter on the word and we don't apply it, let alone in our own lives. Uh, some of us are just hearers of the word and never doers, in, even in terms of our own uh, development and sanctification. And certainly we get fat on the word and don't go outside of the church and help our neighbor. Absolutely. Yeah. So cross purpose is really trying to do that. I read another quote on your website about uh, um, poverty from the Denver Office of Economic Development that said leading 1,000 people out of poverty will cause a huge ripple effect in this city. And so again, there's there's um, evidence to suggest that uh, that it, it's about our city and our neighbors, and that it does have a ripple effect. Um, not to be cliched, but um, teach a man to fish, Absolutely. so to speak, yep. right? Yeah, so I, I think with that, that quote coming from the Denver Office of Economic Development, there's a couple things I think hit us when they said that. I mean, first, they're coming from an economic perspective. So with our pilot program, we started that one in 2012 with 20 families helping them to exit poverty. And they started, when they first joined us and we first met them, their average income was about $80 a month. Wow. By the time they graduated from our program, their income rose to $1,712 a month on average. So we, we've taken the data from those 20 families, and as we track it over the next 10 years, it's going to make a $5.15 million economic impact in our city. Mm-hmm. And so that's with 20 families. And you know we've got this audacious goal of getting 1,000 people out of poverty. And so... I think that the Economic Office of Economic Development understands that that can be a huge ripple effect on on this city. I think the other thing that was was what hit us when we hear that that ripple effect is this is actually a program changing people's lives, getting people out of poverty. And we've been trying to fight this war for 50 years now, and it really hasn't made too big of impacts across cities in in our country. And so if we can crack this nut, if we can make this happen, which, you know, we've been able to do so far, then that is going to be able to make a huge ripple effect in our city and, and hopefully in cities across the world. Mm-hmm. Could potentially be a model for the country. Absolutely. Yes. Excellent. Now, the model that you all um, have in place to abolish pro- poverty really takes a holistic approach and addresses many different resources that may be absent for people who are in poverty when, when um, trying to create that bridge out of poverty uh, it's not just about earning more money. It's about uh, child care. It might be about mental health um, services. Uh, we talked about housing, uh, maybe even legal assistance. Say more about the holistic approach that you all take. Absolutely. So as an organization, 
we focus on the individual, and there's a lot of great organizations in our city that work on these niche-based problems that people are having. So yeah, they're working on housing, they're working on legal issues, um, working on professional dress or getting a computer, and that's awesome, that's needed, but there's not organizations that just say, I want to attach to this person through the thick mm. and the thin and just walk with them as they're going through this, this tough and transformative journey out of poverty. And so that's what we're trying to do. So we realize we're not experts in everything. We don't want to be experts in everything. You know, we we don't do counseling. We don't do anything with housing. You know, we don't do uh, some of these other types of services. But we want to be able to partner with other organizations in our city that do, and that do a great job at it. And so we want to latch onto that person and walk them through. I mean, we have our own programming, in, in which I'll explain later, but mm-hmm. of what we do and then whenever we don't, whenever there's a gap in what we do, we want to make sure we've got a warm handoff to somebody else who does it great. And then, you know, they can go there for counseling. Mm-hmm. They can go there for professional clothing. Then they go there to get computers. And somebody's with them that the whole step, the whole process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm speaking with Jeff Hall, and he's the recruitment director for up uh, for Cross Purpose. And their program's called Upstream Impact. You may have heard of that as well. And Jeff will explain uh, exactly what kinds of services they do provide. Uh, but I appreciate that you're taking a holistic approach, Jeff, and um, uh, any one person has multiple needs that may or may not be served by the organization that mm-hmm. they've they've connected with. And so then what do they do if you're just specializing in one thing, housing, but they have all of these other needs, they're kind of out there to fend for themselves. Uh, so taking that holistic approach with each individual and you may not have all those services uh, under your one roof, but you've already uh, developed those networks. Absolutely. And so I'd like to encourage our listeners, uh, if you're listening and you have an agency, an organization, a ministry that can meet the needs of any one person as they're coming mm-hmm. out of poverty, reach out to Jeff Hall of Cross Purpose. And Jeff, how can folks get in touch with you? Yeah, the easiest way would be to go to our website, which is crosspurpose.org. So www.crosspurpose.org. On there, you can learn more about what we do. You can learn about ways to uh, be a part of what we do. If you're interested in the career development program, you can apply for it. If you're interested in volunteering or supporting us financially, um, you can learn everything on our website. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Outstanding. And so let's go ahead and talk about um, your career development program. And um, I've done some work uh, in the past with um, the Workforce Development Center uh, in Arapahoe Counties and Adams Counties. uh, through Community College of Aurora. They have a workforce development mm-hmm. program. Absolutely. And when I was involved with them uh, several years back, they were seeing this revolving door problem, um, for lack of a better mm-hmm. phrase, that they would have um, folks you know, qualify to come into their program. Some of them were getting GEDs. Some of them were getting um, job skills training. Um, and, and they would place them you know, in jobs. Uh, They would get the dress for success (laughs) class. They'd get the interviewing class, uh, you know, how to do your interview, uh, time management. Uh, They'd they'd have all these different um, classes that we call soft skills, so to speak. And um, they'd get placed in a job. And within, in some cases, days, weeks, months, boom, they've either walked off the job or they've been terminated. And so they were frustrated with that revolving door and realized they really had to do something different for a change. And so I came in uh, and did some consulting with them and developed a curriculum and taught a class uh, that was called Do Something Different for a Change uh, after a book that I wrote. And we looked at 
emotional readiness. So all of those job skills, what some might call soft skills, are really necessary. Absolutely. Um, ab- absolutely necessary, especially if you're coming from a family and generations uh, who may not have had that experience in a, in a career to have modeled it for you and to mentor you and, and, and advise you. Uh, but what we found was that a lot of the participants had experienced trauma in their lives. Uh, they may have experienced child abuse, uh, domestic violence, a witness of community violence. Some of them were involved in gangs. They witnessed mm-hmm. people they loved being murdered right before their very mm-hmm. eyes, and they were traumatized. And that wasn't being addressed. And uh, our theory was that um, they'd get on the job, something would happen, and all of the survival skills that they had and defense mechanisms that allowed them to survive up until this point through all the abuse and the trauma they'd gone through in their lives, uh, those strategies didn't work anymore in a, mm-hmm. in a job workplace Absolutely. setting. And so really it was this fight or fight response. Uh, so if your check is late or you have a supervisor who doesn't speak with you with, with respect, <laughs> rather than saying, okay, let me, let me figure out how to deal with this so I can keep my job, boom, fight or flight response. They'd get fired. The cops would be called. They'd walk off the job. And we just saw that over and over and over again. And so, again, taking that holistic approach really helps you pinpoint it's not only about job skills it's not just about interviewing but there's other things going on that have to be addressed absolutely we we think of the idea that there's no significant change without significant relationship Mm -hmm. and so we partner with a lot of workforce centers and they they do a lot of great work i I think an area that that we're really trying to pursue though is that relationship Mm -hmm. that people aren't a number they're they're not just a client coming through the door we actually call all of our participants, we call them leaders mm-hmm. because they're leading their own journey. They're leading their change. They're leading their families. We just want to be the scaffolding around them. And so I think that's a that's a big sort of our secret sauce is that mm-hmm. relationship piece yes. to it. And I think that's really what's going to change people from, you know, they, when, exactly like you said, going into the job, all of a sudden you've got conflict with your boss. The way you've handled it before is maybe yelling or mm-hmm. storming off or whatever and and over time, a lot of times these people just build up this backpack of, of shame or of things that have happened in their life. And, and we really want to unpack that backpack mm-hmm. and really figure out what is the root of that problem. Let's expose that. Let's get to know that and understand that so that we really can be able to, when we go into that, that job force and go into your position to know, okay, I am handle, having conflict with my boss well, what are some tools that I've learned? What are some, some ways to be able to cope with that that are different from the past? Mm-hmm. And I, I, we're going to get into this in the next segment about the power of the relationship, uh, because really you only discover these things about folks through relationship, through conversation. All, all you see is the behavior on the job. They blew up. They walked off. They got fired. They quit. Um, they had conflict. But you don't know why until you have relationship First, to discover the reasons why, and then within the context of the relationship, to help them, to guide them, to mo- to model, to mentor, and that's as you said, your secret sauce. And Absolutely. we'll we'll get into that in much more detail. Again, I'm talking with Jeff Hall, and he's the recruitment director of a career development program in Denver called Cross Purpose. And uh, we're going to talk more about how uh, the goal of Cross Purpose is to put folks into successful careers, making. an hour or more, and also with advancement opportunities in their chosen field. Uh, It's a free one-year career development program, and we'll hear more from Jeff about all of the things that uh, the benefits that are attached to that program and all the things that the leaders 
uh, have to contribute uh, as they walk out in relationship uh, out of poverty. Uh, Again, this is Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. My guest is Jeff Hall with Cross Purpose. Just want to remind you that uh, space is limited in my upcoming writing and self-publishing workshop in Denver on September 9th, 2017. If you've got uh, an interesting childhood, you've got some special skills, you have an inspiring story that you want to share with others, uh, now's the time to register for my nonfiction writing and self-publishing workshop. I believe everyone has at least one book in them. Many of us have more than one. And what a great way to get that book out of you within a supportive uh, small group setting with some instructions. Stay with us. We'll be right back. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. Our children deserve the highest level of education in the safest learning environment possible. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with maximum locking protection while meeting all safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the Leading lock experts in the world. The QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the best classroom protection. Take action today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to guardianprotect.com. That's guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back, everyone. My guest is Jeff Hall, and he's the recruitment director for a career development program in Denver called Cross Purpose. And uh, Jeff, can you remind the listeners again the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, the best way would be to come to our website, which is crosspurpose.org, where you can learn more about what we do. You can learn about how to get involved. And that'd be the best thing, www.crosspurpose.org. Great. And I'll also have a link to Jeff's information on my website. So if you'd like to share this interview with a friend or family member or just re-listen to it again yourself later, go to drpegradio.com for the program archives. Also, you can register for any of my upcoming retreats and workshops as well at drpegradio.com. And so, uh, Jeff, I mentioned um, earlier that uh, the goal of cross-purpose is to get Denver residents into successful careers, making $15 an hour or more uh, with advancement opportunities in their field. Uh, Talk more about the program, cross-purpose. It's also known as Upstream Impact. People may have heard of it by that name as well. Say more about that. Absolutely. So we are a career development program designed to get people out of poverty, but we don't don't really use that poverty term. So Mm -hmm. we don't advertise saying, hey, if you're poor, if you, <laughs> if you aren't making enough money, uh, we, we want to do really intentional with our language. So we, mm-hmm. we advertise as a career development program. And like I mentioned before, we don't use case numbers or clients. We call each person that's entering our program a leader. Mm-hmm. So the way that the program works is it's a year-long program. But throughout that course of the year, there's a couple different phases of the program. So the first phase was, would be finding the people that fit this program so we're looking for people who are highly motivated, who are ready to make a change, who are serious about it, but just need the support and the tools and the resources to, to get to where they're wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And let me interject there, Jeff, because this is something 
um, reason I wrote my book, Do Something Different for a Change, is because most people say they want change, but they're not mm. willing to make changes. Absolutely. They want something different, but they won't do something different. Um, they may say they're motivated, but we don't see it translated into their behavior. And I believe it's really for three simple reasons. Change is hard, mm-hmm. it's scary, mm-hmm. and it does come at a cost. And even with a program like yours where they're, you're covering the cost, it still requires a cost and sacrifice of your time and your energy. Uh, it may cost you, um, you, you may um, have a few embarrassments and a mm-hmm. few failures before you um, pick yourself back up and, and move forward. Uh, so how do, you, how do you determine if someone truly is highly motivated and ready for change in your process? So we have a, a pretty intense application process to figure out who is really ready for this. Mm-hmm. And we talk about wanting to help people who not just need help, but those who want help. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out, there's a, I mean, there's a ton of people who we feel need help, but if they're not ready to make that change, then um, our program isn't for them. Mm-hmm. So we actually, we start a program four times a year with up to 50 people per class. Mm-hmm. But to get to those 50 people who are motivated and are serious and are going to show up on the first day, we go through about 600 interest forms or or the first step of the application process to find those people. And then we have a a seven-step application process to to really see who's serious about it. they got to come to an information session. They have to fill out a lengthy application. they got to come back another day to do a one-on-one interview. they got to do a drug test. they got to do a skill assessment test. And... Then after that, we decide, okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. And there's also some other criteria. They got to be 18 and up. They have to have a GED or high school diploma, legal right to work in the U.S., and somewhat stable to stable housing. Mm-hmm. And that some of those are, are actually huge barriers. Um, the big one would be housing and GED. Mm. So a lot of our neighbors don't have their GED or high school diploma yet which there's plenty of great resources in our city that can help people to get that a lot of times for free. We just require that because we're trying to get people higher education, higher type jobs, right. and they need that that baseline of the GD or high school diploma to get to the next step. And then with housing like, housing, like we talked about before, this housing crisis, mm-hmm. it's tough. But if you're on the street homeless, career and job advancement isn't your next step. Right. First, you got to get some stability with, with your life and with your family. Mm-hmm. And then we want to come alongside you after that. Right. And and you're making some great points of um, everyone deserves a, a better life and uh, to be able to take care of themselves and their family. And there are just some things that may need to be put in place before certain steps Absolutely. are taken. So it's not that uh, some of your requirements are barriers. They're really things that will set folks up for greater chance of success if they've already uh, crossed those um, those hurdles. And there are so many other resources in the city uh, that can meet those needs. Absolutely. Yeah, great. So after the recruitment process, when we figure out which 50 people are ready for this program, the first step of the program is what we call training camp. So in training camp is sort of what you're talking about before, those soft skills. Mm-hmm. So that's really learning the foundation for the rest of your career journey through we do interactive classes on customer service and mm-hmm. conflict resolution, resume writing, interviewing, just everything you need to know for the 21st century type jobs. Mm-hmm. This is also a great time for people to really understand who they are, what they're good at, unpacking that backpack of things that have, that have happened so that they know how to deal with it when it happens next. And this is a great time to also build that relationship and build that community with all of our staff members mm-hmm. and also with all of the other people in the class that want that same mission for themselves. Mm-hmm. 
So then after the training camp portion, they go into the next phase, which is called job skills development. So this is where studies have shown that after you need some sort of education after a GED or high school diploma in order to get that living wage career that has those good advancement opportunities. So that's what we're trying to do. We really want to push people into being able to get that training to get a certificate in pharmacy tech or in welding or in pipe fitting or computer networking or all these different types of skills that we've researched to see this area in this industry is growing. Mm -hmm. It's paying a living wage. It's hiring and it's got advancement opportunities. So we don't sponsor every career path. Mm. Just, uh, I mean, we have, we have, a dozens of ones that we do sponsor, but you know, some example would be like cake decorating, our studies show they're not hiring, they're not paying a living wage, <laughs> okay. and there's plenty of people that want to be cake I mean, decorators. Even, even with cake wars, uh, yeah, you know, maybe the one percent of people think that, that that's really something you can get into. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So then, after the job skills development, they work with our career services department, who helps to navigate the whole job search process from application to hire. So we build relationships with other or with organizations and businesses around our city that want to employ our people and and want to employ them at a living wage, want to give them advancement opportunities. And we've had a ton of success stories of our people shining way brighter than some of the mm. other candidates they've had because they've gone through our, our program. They've unpacked some of their, their baggage and being able to figure out what's going to make them successful. Mm-hmm. And going back to our secret sauce of the relationship yeah. piece, it's throughout this whole time, they get the support of a coach, which in other places would, they would call a case manager, but we we talk, talked about him as a coach mm-hmm. and they also get what we call an ally. So an ally is somebody from the community that says, I want to volunteer my time to just walk alongside this leader, this participant who's going through the program. And I just want to be a friend to them as they're going through this transformational time in their life. And that is really that relationship. There's no significant change without significant relationship. That's the significant relationship mm-hmm. right there. And so that, that ally is walking through this whole process with them and helping them get to that graduation point where they're self-sufficient and they're making $15 an hour or more and, and being able to provide for themselves and their family. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I hope uh, listeners that uh, either for yourself or someone you know, you're ready for change, you're motivated, um, you know that uh, you have what it takes, you just need some help, you need some skills, and you need someone to believe in you and come alongside of you. And if that um, is resonating for you, reach out to my guest, Jeff Hall. He's the recruitment director for Cross Purpose, also known as Upstream Impact. And uh, you can reach Jeff and get more information about the program at crosspurpose.org. So let's talk about, uh, I mentioned that the, the program is referred to also as Upstream Impact. And I was intrigued by that because um, uh, with suicide prevention, there's a movement now, uh, used to be, um, you know, uh, Suicide intervention, if someone is um, showing signs that they're suicidal, you need to ask them the question, are you thinking of killing yourself? And then knowing what to do to get them the help that they need, whether it's calling 911 or helping them connect to a mental health provider. Uh, but the, the, um, the, the way of looking at uh, suicide prevention today is um, catching people when they're further upstream. We don't want to wait for them Absolutely. to be you know, kicking and screaming and, um, you know, falling off the waterfall and, you know, off the cliff uh, to, it, uh, to, to their demise. We want to catch them further upstream when they're showing other signs of perhaps depression or alienation or, 
or um, anxiety and try to intervene at that time. Uh, and it sounds like that's also part of uh, what happens with cross-purpose program is that you're able to intervene uh, in so many areas that you're catching people before they fall into homelessness, perhaps, for example. Absolutely. So when you, when you think about that that vision of the upstream impact, you think sort of about this river and sort of bodies just floating down the river, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of relief work, maybe just trying to pull the body out mm-hmm. of the river. Mm-hmm. But this upstream impact approach is we want to go before they fall into that and before they start sliding down that mm-hmm. river, we want to we get them there. And I think there's a lot of incomplete solutions out there that, mm-hmm. I mean, I think government assistance, it's a helpful crutch, but most programming systematically fails. And I think it's needed for a time, but it's not a long-term solution. I think nonprofits in general normally focus on just one piece of the problem, of the poverty problem, mm-hmm. but not the whole pro- the whole problem. I think education alone is not enough. There's a lot of studies where you know, even if you fully scholarship kids, the dropout rate is really high among kids from urban environments because they don't have the support around them. And then the last would be church relief work. There's it's It can create dependency, and it's not really a long-term solution. Yes, if somebody really needs rental assistance, let's, let's help them. But let's also then teach the, the person to fish, not mm-hmm. just give them the fish. Mm-hmm. Amen. And again, I'm, I'm speaking with Jeff Hall, Recruitment Director for Cross Purpose, a career development program in Denver. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Jeff Hall will talk more about the importance of walking out of poverty together, where a leader is paired up with an ally and how uh, important that uh, relationship is. Uh, we, we all need one another. Uh, we all need someone who can help us and model for us and encourage us. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Schools can no longer afford not to invest in a professional evidence-based advanced safety education training program. It's the single most important decision and investment a school administrator will ever make in their professional career. When all else fails, training and preparation are the only things that will increase your chances of survival in a violent incident such as an active shooter or active terrorism. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training programs tailored to your needs. While there are many basic training programs largely based on opinion and emotion. SSI Guardian is the only advanced training program of its type with an accredited continuing education unit or CEU issued by an accredited university. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions, faith-based and professional organizations. To learn more, call SSI Guardian today at 877-878-5800 or visit guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Pegg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. If you're confused, stuck, or ready for change, go to drpegradio.com to learn more about my book, Do Something Different for a Change, and my Do Something Different for a Change personal transformation retreat. And if you're ready to write and self-publish your own book, Register now for my one-day intensive workshop on nonfiction writing and self-publishing. Register today at drpegradio.com. And if you've missed any episodes of the Living Well with Dr. Peg show or you want to share this episode with a friend or family member, go to drpegradio.com for the program archives. And I've been talking with Jeff Hall, and we're uh, talking about his program, 
Cross Purpose, which is a career development program whose aim is to equip equip people for long-term career opportunities, making a living wage, and to just be a bridge out of poverty. And we're talking, Jeff, about um, the philosophy of looking at your participants as leaders, (laughs) that's speaking that over them, that they they will be a future leader, but that they are also leading the way for themselves. And that really is a shift in the philosophy rather than kind of the um, handouts and, you know, providing relief as people are screaming, going over the edge, perhaps into homelessness or or other um, manifestations of poverty, but really trying to reach them further upstream and have an impact that can change their lives and and them leading the way. Um, Having relationships where you're learning about what their true needs are. So talk more about that uh, leader-ally dynamic, and you refer to, uh, quote unquote, what we might call mentors as allies in your program. Talk more about that. Absolutely. So overall, our mission at Cross Purpose is to abolish all forms of poverty through the power of redemptive relationships. And oftentimes when you think of poverty, you just think of economic poverty, right? So you, you think of oh, this person doesn't have enough money. But we like to think about poverty as, as more than just economics, but also can be relational or spiritual mm-hmm. or poverty of meaning and all these other types of poverty that people can have in their life. And ultimately, our program isn't just for people to get out of economic poverty, but really to get out of all types of poverty. So when we have that leader, so that leader who's that participant who's trying to lead their journey out of economic poverty, and we match them up with what we call an ally, like you said, like somewhat like a mentor, that ally is often from middle or upper class, but has poverty of their own. Mm. And I know plenty of people from from my neighborhood who are living in economic poverty, but they know Jesus and mm. they have a great, they have no poverty of of spirituality. Amen. And there's a there's a ton of people that could use that that can that can use that at leader to really help them walk out of poverty together. Mm. And so it's this this idea of it's not a mentor because you know mentor says hey I'm above you mentee I'm, I'm you're below me. It's an ally. An ally says, I want to walk this journey next to you, side by side, mm-hmm. so that we can both walk out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And that's also a big need for us in our organization is more allies who realize, hey, I've got my own poverty in my life. Yes, maybe I've, I've made it in my career and I'm, I'm financially stable, but I would love to walk somebody else out of economic poverty and realize that I've got some stuff to learn ab- about my own heart and my mm-hmm. own life that I can learn from these leaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, other things come to mind like resilience, yes, <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. perseverance, um, someone who can even persevere through the process to apply for your program. Yep. As you yep. were describing that, I was thinking, you know, that that could be a challenge for someone. And if they get through, it's not set up intentionally to be a barrier. There are necessary prerequisites yes. and information that you need to set them up for success. But if you can persevere through that, you've got, you've got something going on there. Absolutely. And so uh, any of us could learn from someone who's overcoming barriers and hardships and has the drive and the hunger uh, to, to have a better life. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. And so talk about um, how all of this is funded, Jeff. Um, it seems like it's a pretty um, comprehensive program that goes on for at least a year formally. I assume a lot of the allies and leaders probably have lifetime relationships, yep. uh, but this doesn't come inexpensively. So can you talk about your funding and if there are opportunities for listeners to make it, make a contribution and, and donations if, if the spirit is leading them? Absolutely. So this isn't a cheap fix solution, right? Yeah. This isn't, Hey, you know, let's just send, send money to, to feed somebody for the day. Mm-hmm. We are trying to make a change and, and have people never go back into poverty to be able to fully support themselves and, and for their future. And so for each graduate, it, 
costs about twenty five thousand dollars per mm-hmm. graduate. Mm-hmm. And so our our yearly budget is is three point one million dollars, and we are basically all privately funded. Mm-hmm. We have one grant through the city; it's called the Grid Grant, which is gang reduction initiative in Denver. So that's for working with gang affiliated people to get them out of that life and into careers. Mm-hmm. But besides that, we're we are relying on people from our community that say, "Hey, I want to be a part of this. I feel led to be a part of this, and maybe I can't give my time, but I can give some of my other resources." Mm-hmm. So. For, and we're, as we continue to scale up, our needs are financially are going to be greater. So as we scale up, we're going to, we're to get 1,000 people out of poverty over the next five years. This year, we're trying to get 100, and we'll continue to, to scale up. And so ultimately, we need $15 million over the next five years to do that. We've secured $7 million of that. So yeah. if anyone wants to write a big check, they are welcome to crosspurpose.org. Yeah, yeah. Be, be, be uh, sowing into fertile ground. And interestingly, the the cost for one graduate to give them the skills and the support they need to come out of poverty is um, sounds like it's probably less than <laughs> what it would cost to support someone um, on public assistance or uh, other types of programming. Absolutely. So the number of four, about $60,000 mm-hmm. per person experiencing homelessness per year. Mm-hmm. This is $25,000 to get them out, to never have to to support them for the next mm-hmm. year and year after. Amen. We also did what was called a social return on investment. So this is a private company came in and, and looked at what we're doing and looked at for every dollar invested into our organization, what type of return on investment that it got into the community. Mm-hmm. And so with our pilot program with 20, fi- with 20 families, for every $1 that was invested, there was a $6.70 return on investment. Wow. And so there, that was measured as through... Increase in wages, increase in government, or um, in, sorry, increase in wages, increase in taxes paid, mm-hmm. and decrease in government assistance, and uh, so that it's up there with the most successful bills to the GI Bill, which is a seven dollar return on investment. We got a six dollar and seventy cent. Wow. Yeah, congratulations, Thanks. praise God. Well, let's talk about in our remaining time um, any of your success <laughs> stories uh, to paint a picture again that these are real people, not just a number. Um, and uh, where you're walking alongside individuals, um, helping to identify what their needs are, um, redemptive relationships and partnering. Uh, so give us some examples of some of the real folks that you've, lo- that you've worked with and also talking about the final stage of the cross-purpose career development program that focuses on life skills. Absolutely. So there is a ton of amazing stories because we have a, so many awesome individuals in our program there's one that comes to mind of a guy named Terrell who said it's okay to share his story. When he was 13 years old, he got caught up in the gang life and 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 drug life, and he ended up getting catching a case for a second degree murder charge and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Wow. So he wasn't expected to come out until he was in his 50s. He ended up going up for parole two times, and on the second time, after 15 years, he was able to go home. But he said in prison, that changed his life. It saved his life, ultimately. He said he gave up everything. He gave up his gangbanging life. He gave up the, his old ways, the people he used to hang out with, and, and ultimately surrendered to Christ and said, I, I, I want to follow you. Amen. And uh, tragically, a week before he was released from prison, his son was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. And so he had to come out of prison to bury his son. And he, he was, I mean, 
so distraught because he wanted to come out and show his son a different way to live and that he's a changed man and, and actually the right path to go on. So he, he was looking for a job and looking for some stability and looking for some direction. And we actually met him in the food stamp office in, in Denver and talked to him about our program, gave him a flyer, and, and he said, I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. If this is going to help me get to where I want to go, I want to try it. So he went through the whole application process. And now he's said he's built an amazing community and an amazing family within our organization and, it, and what's crazy is, is every time people graduate, they don't talk about how much money they're making. Mm. And they're always making more money. Right now, our 2017 graduates are making about $2,200 a month, which when they came into our program, they're normally making about 200 to $500 a month. Mm-hmm. So he, he said, I've built such a family and such a, a community here. And he's now uh, using his welding certificate to be a certified welder and is making more money than I am. So it's been a success story. And what's also really cool about him is now he's come, so he was a leader in the program and now he's come back to be an ally to walk Amen. somebody else out of the pro- out of poverty. Outstanding. So in our last uh, minute here, Jeff, would you please share uh, how people can um, apply for the program, what the deadlines are, and uh, that you're also looking for allies? Absolutely. So, so where our biggest need are would be funding for sure People, allies who want to walk alongside their neighbors to help them exit poverty. And if anybody who's is serious about making a change and wants to get out of poverty, uh, we would love to hear from you and for you to be able to apply for our program. Our next class starts in October, um, but our early admissions deadline is September 15th. We have information sessions every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on our campus on the Clayton campus on the corner of Colorado Boulevard and Martin Luther King Boulevard. And you can get all that information on our website crosspurpose.org. And again, this is a Denver-based program, and uh, hopefully it will be a model for the nation and some of my listeners who are in other cities. Hold on and be prayerful and make a donation. Uh, Pray for Cross Purpose, and perhaps it can um, come to your city as well. Thank you so much, Jeff Hall, for being my guest today. Thank you. Uh, It's been a blessing to have you on. Listeners, if you'd like uh, uh, to go to the program archives to share this episode with someone, Go to drpegradio.com. You can also register for my upcoming nonfiction writing and self-publishing workshop that's on September 9th, 2017. Again, go to drpegradio.com. My guest has been Jeff Hall with Cross Purpose, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark reminding you to live well. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, brought to you every week by SSI Guardian. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat, visit drpegradio.com. You can also purchase Dr. Peg's books, Do Something Different for a Change, and Doggy Tales, Lessons on Life, Love, and Loss I Learned from My Dog, online at drpegradio.com. And remember to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 94.7 The Word FM for Living Well with Dr. Peg.